Um, okay. It seems weird that Audacity just decided to tell me exactly how much space I have to record audio. Does that mean it's going to run out of time or run out of space? No, it says it has 130 hours of potential recording disk space. Oh, for this particular session? Yeah. Oh, holy cow. I mean, just, just on my current hard drive. Right. Hmm. Okay. And so, you know, let's just not go over 130 hours, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure. It does make me realize, though, that if we do like an hour of podcast and then we have uh, 130 episodes, you'll fill up my hard drive. I guess I'll have other problems by then. Yeah. We can always just uh, start deleting. I mean, like over time, we don't really need the original recording if we've already saved the edited version. What if we want to do a remastered that's edition of the podcast? <laughs> that's true. You never know in the future what what's necessary. I've always thought about like maybe having like a cutting room floor, just like somewhere to put stuff specifically stuff that I've like cut out. Because some of it's kind of hilarious, just the idea that I've cut it out. <laughs> right, like, okay. yeah. Thanks like so. last time you had a coughing fit and you had <laughs> muted yourself in Discord, so I didn't hear it at the time, but it was oh. just Oh, <laughs> just add that in there for people's view- listening pleasure later on. People will inevitably be like, oh, I would love an uncut version of this. That's always a good way to be like, oh, you want this? And it's <laughs> yeah, just right. 15 seconds of no, you hacking no, you up don't. a hairball or something. <laughs> What are right. you doing? You okay? Uh, you okay, girl? Yeah. I don't you know. see, you sound much better this this recording. That's Last, strange. Uh, I was just. I think it's because I have my arm now. I don't think I had the arm and the puff thing. What's it called? The screen. No, I just meant your voice. You're in bad shape. You're oh yeah, I was kind of rough and sick last time. That's true. The puff. The puff and stuff. The puffy. Wait. The puff mic saver. Do you have a pop filter now? Yeah, a pop filter. That's what it's called. Are you sure you don't mean a shock mount? No, I mean the screen that goes in front of the microphone. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a pop filter. Yeah. I mean, I'll still pop, I'm sure, but it's all low-level, low-grade, very cheap equipment. So, That's how you do it. That's (laughs) how you get a podcast started. Right. (laughs) Too many podcasts have died in the graveyard of underfinancing. Underfinancing? You think you shouldn't underfinance? You should go all in like Disney? Oh, I was saying because it was over underfinanced, people just didn't do it. So oh, it right, that's true. Because they don't, they want to. It's either all or nothing. Yeah, right. They're like, well, we need like top tier radio show level quality. Yeah, I know. They underestimate. I mean, sorry, they overestimate the listening public's. Um, what's the word? Like their their standards. I mean, I think. Right. There is a standard. I mean, it's not like you want to put out terrible quality, but people will, as, as long as it's in it's more about the content than the quality sometimes. For sure. Yeah. There's a very few cases where like the quality is the content. Like if you're making like an artistic piece or something. But right. Yeah. I mean, obviously I think, there's... I don't think this is qualifying as art. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is literally just hanging out and talking. But I was going to say something to that to that point. What was it? Um, oh, perfectionists. This is something that I've learned recently because I consider myself to be a perfectionist when it comes to classifying it in this way. So you know how people usually view perfectionists as people who like are super neat and tidy, like everything a certain way. They're very like type A personality. Well, 
do you subscribe to the type A, type B personality scheme? Yeah. Well, it's not a scheme. I don't know. Maybe it is. But typically when people think of perfectionists, they think of like a type A personality who's very like detail oriented and everything is in line. Everything has to be done, you know, a certain way. And they're very like strict and stuff. But uh-huh. there's a second type of perfectionist. And this is the one that I've kind of fallen into where they're so much of a perfectionist in terms of holding people and other um, things to higher standards that if they don't think that they'll be able to hit that standard, they don't even try because as a perfectionist, trying and it not reaching their standard is such a hard blow and such a more of a failure than just not even trying it. And sometimes I feel like that that's me because you know, like I try to keep like whenever I think I have these big ideas and these things that I want to do and stuff like that. And then I don't even do them because I know and this goes along with the whole wanting to have all the best equipment to do something. But it's kind of like, yeah, like you, you have this standard and this idea and these expectations. And then, you know, I'm not going to meet those expectations. So until I know I'm going to make those expectations, you don't do it. So I don't know. That's just a s- I feel like some perfectionists, like there are many perfectionists, but some of them are type A and they're just really motivated to make their perfection reality. Yeah. And so that's the ones that people mostly associate with them because they're like, well, look at them, like fighting every day to try and make everything exactly perfect. Right. Whereas like there's a lot of perfectionists that I feel like are like, well, this isn't perfect, so I'm just going to throw it in the garbage. Uh, yeah. And then to other people, it would be like, they would see it as actually that was really good, but to that perfectionist... It's like, well, no, it's it's not good. It didn't work out how I wanted it to, and therefore it's garbage. <laughs> and I think that's how I am. And I think our brother is one of those ones that's the other one that's very much like it has to be perfect, so I'm going to do everything I can to make it neat and tidy. And so they don't always get to the final result because they're spending so much time in the process of making it perfect bef- rather than just letting it be and, you know, because everybody else would say, no, no, it's fine. And they're like, no, no, it's not fine. It has to be perfect. So. And then you know what you have? What? One unperfect thing being done forever. Yeah. And so both sides are like <laughs> unperfect, imperfect, but I don't know. They're just two different ways of getting there. I don't know. It's interesting stuff. But how is today? Is today a better day? Going, going okay? Doing okay? Yeah, definitely. All right. <laughs> all, all systems go. Ready to launch in. You know what? I got a topic for you. Yes, what? We brought it up last time, so it's technically follow-up. Nice. I like that. I can no I idea think, what we talked about last time. <laughs> I don't think any other podcasts uh, out there have covered this, so this is going to be new <gasps> breaking ground. I have to remember and to take notes because, you know, whenever I go to, like, post stuff about the episode online or think of topical questions or even try to come up with the, um, you know, the title, I completely forget what we talked about and i'm just like okay well i don't know anyway go on i'm just that was just my way of saying i'm taking notes okay Okay. so you're taking notes on this groundbreaking uh topic that we're going to cover here 100 that's uh you know and i think it's great because it affects almost probably everybody listening to this awesome yeah ready yeah coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) i was not not expecting that Amazing. That is an amazing... Yeah, you're right. This is groundbreaking. Oh, jeez. I, I, 
I don't think anybody's talking about it. I really think it needs some exposure. Hundred percent. I think yeah, this is gonna blow people's minds. They're gonna say, Why? <laughs> Why is nobody talking about this? But Lisa and Andrew I don't know. They, they always know what we like, need. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Somebody that finally addresses that we're all at home. Exactly. Um yeah, it was pretty wild though, seriously, like listening to us talk about it uh like last couple episodes. Did we talk about it? It's like yeah. Oh, wow. That's funny. And we're kind of predicting like, oh, I don't know. You think it'll be a big deal? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well. <laughs> da, da, da. So, Turns out it is a big deal. Turns out it's going to change everybody's to, uh, life in, you know, pretty much the world. So I was just reading an article about how apparently Microsoft is betting big on their like Teams platform and stuff because they're uh, thinking that this uh transition to uh or i guess example of having everybody work from home is really going to change the way a lot of businesses and schools do things yeah and like they're going to be much more open to like remote work and stuff like that so yes i was actually going to bring that up as a topic a little bit later on but we can dive right in so um yeah that's totally possible and i was thinking that too in terms of you know how a lot of businesses in general are going to see the benefits of working from home and how necessary, not, well, yeah, in some cases necessary it could be and why it's almost unnecessary for some of their employees to even come into work. And that is going to save businesses tons because they don't have to have uh, like a physical place to sort of, you know, upkeep and worrying about all the supplies and stuff that they need in an office for people you know, I mean, sure, there's going to be reimbursements and stuff. But anyways, moving on. But this is going, this is kind of like, you know how they have these natural disasters that formulate a change in the um, evolution of the earth, whereas like every now and then there's some, something that happens to, um, for the betterment of nature, basically, like whether it's a fan, uh, not a famine, but like, um, you know, it, it just kind of like changes the evolution of i'm trying to think of a good example of this okay but um well one ex- <laughs> extreme example which does not really apply to the extreme that we're dealing with but is the extinction of dinosaurs you know that completely altered the, the course of the evolution of the planet and you know other things like the ice age or um flooding or different things and so the world kind of has to evolve you know around that and it's developed it's brought into like it's developed a lot of more beautiful things and i'm trying to think of like a more recent or you know situation Perhaps, but i'll think um, about it black plague um, maybe i mean you know there is that whole topic of well this i mean this has come up where like this could be a way of and this is too morbid. I almost don't even want to say it because it's super, it's going to be super insensitive. And Do I don't it. mean it that way. It's just a topic that's come up, I've read. And they're saying, you know, like the world is getting so populated. And sometimes when things like that happen, there's events in, that happen in order to reset a livable atmosphere for either the earth or the surrounding. And, you know, just like in... um in nature with certain animals when there's certain species that become um like there's too many of them and they're suffocating the ecosystem in which they live in there's something that occurs that starts 
eliminating them basically so that that ecosystem can regain some of its strength and and survive for a long longer time um so oh my god yeah i know right you're thanos but I mean, I'm not saying that's what's. You're Thanos. I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm only saying that that's come up. So I don't even remember where I was going with this. Oh yeah, so like, <laughs> from a from a industrial or technological advancement situation, and this is like a point in history where I think that technology will just have a surge of, or even a shift of um use and accessibility and you know because a lot of people and it's so hard sometimes to embrace the evolution of things like technology and so a lot of companies and businesses and um uh what are they called laws and rules and things are going to maintain their same trajectory for as long as possible instead of stopping and saying you know what let's just shift let's take a shift and move into this direction sometimes it takes something like this to shift them rather than letting you know because you know like there's still people that do paper like do everything on paper like everything it takes a little it takes a little shake up to yeah. uh, break the status quo exactly that's <laughs> that's all i'm getting at and maybe this is one of those situations so my the topic that i was going to come into about that was technology and obviously it's been a huge blessing in this this crisis but can you think of curses that this could this is causing things that where it hasn't been helpful or has been a challenge or has been not obviously there's businesses that haven't been able to utilize and have had to close their business um you know that just don't have i i don't know i part of me feels like part of it is a lack of wanting to try different avenues or being open-minded to being innovation yeah innovation um but obviously there's situations like healthcare for one you can't treat somebody um like a physical ailment without physically seeing them but i don't know they have those uh like quest doctors and uh phone doctor visits and uh at-home testing kits and yeah well sort of- right i was actually talking to um a mutual and you and me and you being a therapist working from home right yeah so this is what i'm saying i don't mean like that necessarily because again like that that's just a lack of innovation like you said where you know i was talking to a dentist that we that we mutually know and they had to close their business and lay off some of their employees temporarily and they're saying well because I, i have no like what can i do from a virtual standpoint in my business because you know obviously I can't treat patients you know as a dentist virtually and you know you have some of those things that they do obviously you can't right now I mean they're sure eventually there will be you know the virtual um <laughs> I wonder if it would be like like VR and just put the VR on to- on you know the patient and have the patient actually do the work themselves but but not but like connected mentally with the dentist so that he's actually controlling everything, but it's the patient's hands, what? <laughs> you know, like, like robotically <laughs> manipulated their own hands. Why not just have robot hands? Well, no, what I mean is like they virtually go inside of the mind of, of the patient 
or somebody with the patient physically with the patient and then that person performs the the um procedure but it's really the dentist inside the brain of that person controlling that person (laughs) i feel like an easier step would just be to build a robot that they can control remotely (laughs) instead of mind control Uh, yeah you're right okay i'm not like maybe i'm thinking (laughs) maybe i'm thinking beyond um beyond your 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 brain waves what i'm what i'm (laughs) capable of perceiving you're thinking 50 years in the future i'm thinking 100 years in the future but that's okay (laughs) moving on so (laughs) uh, anyway so yeah but what i'm saying is in this particular case i'm like yeah there's plenty of things that you can do because there's already um like treat um what is it called not di- you can't necessarily diagnose virtually but you can give a routine exam or talk to talk to patients over a telehealth session visually like in a, in a video call um and really get it gain a good insight to what they're dealing with and give them you know educated and, and good recommendations in the meantime it's not something that obviously if it needs to be treated in a physical sense uh, that they couldn't treat later on down the road when they when this is all over. But I'm saying, you know, like in the meantime, you could utilize social media to get yourself out there. You can, you know, use all these different virtual platforms in order to connect with your patients, connect with your community, you know. And it's not like, but it's hard for some people to brainstorm like that and think outside the box. But this is kind of forcing them to now, which is great. I think a lot of people can see, a lot of individuals can see like the benefits of that and everything, but it's hard to institute like a massive change like this, like as over a company that it consists of a lot of people and there's going to be pushback from all kinds of different individuals that, you know, some people might like, uh, you know, remote working, but not have that great of training with technology to do it with. That's true. Or like all these other kinds of things. And so like, Without being forced to have to work in this environment for people to have to learn to do it this way and also for companies to, you know, be forced to take that chance that their workers aren't going to just go home and stop working, that the productivity is still going to stay up. And like, this is just a really perfect test case to just be like, okay, let's see what happens when we send all our employees home. (laughs) It's like no business would ever be like, well, let's just do it. Like tomorrow, (laughs) shut down the office, let's send everybody home. And even if they wanted to do it like incrementally, it's like, well, who do we start sending home? And like, are these people going to start to feel like they're being like kicked out of the office or like are the other people that aren't being kicked out of the office going to be mad that they're not able to allowed to work from home? I don't know. It's like a whole situation where it's like, how do you how do you perform a transition like that over across like a bunch of individuals working together? You know? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, this is definitely a a rare situation in which, um, you know, non um like they haven't been test or um, trained in any way and they a lot of them are having to it's a huge learning curve and it's thrown at them but obviously in in this sense there's so many people who are understanding of that situation and this isn't a normal situation but i think it's great because um it's forcing people to think outside the box where in which if this never happened they never would have even tried whereas when things go back to normal maybe they will start investigating um an actual training program to help people um, implement this on a regular basis. But yeah, I can understand how um, overhauling an entire company or business structure to this, especially overnight. But I mean, 
you know, but I think it, it could be done, you know, over six months to a year or, or so. Yeah. I mean, even like I would say my industry being a developer is like ripe with that kind of uh, like business model. Like there are a lot of remote developers that do, you know, software work from their home. And like my friend works at a company that doesn't really have an office here in Orlando. You know, he just works remotely and uh, it's really effective. And there's a lot of uh, options like that for uh, us because, you know, it's all software. And everyone's that's going to be applying is technologically savvy. Yeah. Um, but even for us, like it would be, it's just like it's never going to be like I work in a more traditional office, or I did. Um, and it's just kind of like when is that going to be priority? Like, oh, maybe it's like better to not have to pay for an office space and just have a bunch of remote employees. When that's like a potential theoretical benefit that you could have really long term from now. I think a lot of business people want to focus on like doing what you're doing and doing it better and better and better and not thinking about like, how can we change what we're doing and go in a whole new direction? Yeah. Um, but I have read a lot of articles that have uh, done research on it. And I mean, I can't speak for, for everyone or even the scientific, uh, um, what am I saying? The parameters in which they tested this, but uh, they showed that in all of the studies they did, that uh, people who are have the option and have the ability to work from home, surprisingly, were more productive than those that were in an office for an eight-hour day. Um, just, I think, because they don't have that that pressure. They um, they can work. They can get the uh, what's what. There's like certain times of the day when you're more most productive. You know, as long as they were able to get it, basically, they didn't have to work in a specific time frame. So they had they had the whole day to get their work done. And so they, they, they were able to work on in the spaces in which they were most productive, I guess is what I'm getting at. Um, obviously, there were some outliers right. for things like not having the, you know, accountability um, of some, you know, because some people just need a structure and a boss to basically say, do this, do this now, do this, you know, whatever. But then they implemented mm-hmm. the, the, you know, virtual boss where they're like, okay, check in at this time. Let us know where you're at. Check in at this time. Let us know where you're at kind of thing. And that was an improvement. Um, but I do see the benefit of going into the office and and actually having a powwow or whatever. No, so, sorry, that's probably not politically correct at this point. Um, but just... No, Lisa, oh, my God. <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm from the eighties. It's hard to just eliminate all of my brain, but I'm, I'm working on it. So, um, just having a sit down with your office and, you know, some people, okay. See, and this is coming from an introverted point of view, but I gather that there's extroverts out there that need that, you know, space. So even if you just have an office space for people who want to, remotely quote-unquote come in and sit at a desk and work in an environment where there's other people maybe that would be helpful I don't know but like you uh this process is even though I am pretty technically savvy I would say and I've already done a lot of virtual therapies in the past like none of my other co-workers have done um I was inundated and just like poured in with like (laughs) when we first got this whole thing happening where we all had to work from home and do telehealth. 
so many coworkers calling me, so many asking me questions, you know, because they knew that I had already done this. They knew that I have video experience, that I have, you know, experience with working online a lot, doing a lot of that kind of stuff, you know? So, yeah. um, and even for me, it was a challenge because like a typical session for me is an, like we'll say an hour session is now taking me about two hours just because of the preparation and setup and delivery of everything that I'm doing from home. It's just so much harder. So it's not necessarily all technical. You know, for me, the technical part's easy, but everything around the technical part, setting it up, um, trying to change my delivery of, you know, when I'm in person with a patient versus trying to, uh, what's the word? Um, translate, I guess, translate what I'm trying to work on them with from a virtual place versus a physical mm-hmm. place. Uh, that was kind of challenging, but, but yeah, everybody's had to have a big learning curve with this and I think it would take a lot of time and I don't know, but I don't think it's ever going to be, and I don't think it ever should be 100% remote for every business, obviously. Yeah. There are like uh, co-working spaces and stuff too, though, that aren't like specific to your company, but that you can just go work in like an office around other people if you want to, you know, experience that kind of thing, but you are like self-employed or you work with, uh, you know, remotely. Right. And that's another like, another topic. This is a separate topic, but since we're kind of on that... Um, I actually, I did a vlog, you know, vlog recently. And at the end of my vlog, I asked this question because I'm, I'm really curious to know, but, um, just with this whole thing going on with us being stuck inside or stuck, you know, not necessarily inside, but we have to maintain distance from other people. Um, the introvert versus extrovert experience. And because on a daily basis, normally, as introverts, we're expected to go out into the world and interact with people, and that comes with a lot of challenges. It's very draining, and, you know, so at the end of the day, it's, it's you know, we have to regain that, whatever we're, we were drained from, and, um, but, you know, there's challenges that go along with that, and now it's kind of like the situations is, re- is reversed, where extroverts are being expected to not interact with people on a daily basis. So <laughs> it's like they're kind of experiencing somewhat of what we experience with as in terms of um, lack of what we need on a daily basis. But but I'm saying this in a compassionate Definitely. way that it's kind of I'm hoping that it kind of bridges a gap between people and helps people to understand other people and might, I don't know, be a good way to bond, I guess, because now we can both, because I, I feel like, and I don't know if this is only because I'm seeing it from an introvert perspective, but I feel like typically introverts are more, less understood than extroverts in, in the social, uh, you know. Jeez, I wonder why. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, as and I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I'm sure it's happened to a lot of other extroverts because it's happened to me on multiple occasions where, I'm sorry, introverts, where extroverts will come and say, you know, you know, you just got to get out of your shell. You, you're, it's, it's all in your head. You got, you know, it's, you're not real. <laughs> there's no such thing as extrovert, introvert that you, you just need to, you know, 
put yourself out there and, and become, you can, you can become, you know, outgoing and enjoy being around other people and thrive from other people's energy and all of these things. And I'm like, I'm like, you don't understand. You got to get back in your shell. You've been out there too long and you can, you can, you can get better. Don't worry. Just yeah. go inside, close the door. Don't go outside. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I don't know. So I'm wondering if, if, if they are, I, cause it's, it's, I'm coming from compassion because I know that they're, they're struggling. I've heard, I've seen a lot of this online that they are struggling and I'm just saying maybe there's, you could understand that it's that, you know, yeah. I think they're going to go out and they're going to be like, whew, so let's make sure there's lots of interaction for everyone from now on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. We're, we're, we're all going to get screwed in the end. <laughs> So, so the the extrovert's worst nightmare is that this is going to change the technology industry to where they have to work from home and not be around people. And the introvert's nightmare is that this is going to cause an outpouring of socialization when this is all over. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I totally get what you mean, though. There's like, yeah, it's been honestly like it's there's a lot to do like I'm really busy and there's I don't have a lot of time even though I now don't have to go anywhere there's still like a lot of technical challenges and also like extra work that I have to do because we're working from home so we have to do certain things like log all our time and check in with certain people about stuff and you know just extra stuff but honestly just what a godsend this is so wonderful like all work should be like this forever this is so awesome you just call somebody up when you need something and then like you know when you're done working you can go make lunch in your own kitchen and (laughs) i know you know sit down on your own couch for a few minutes take a nap maybe and then like go back to work and then if you don't get what you get done and you really need to have it in tomorrow get up at 1 a.m and do it (laughs) who cares that's true you (laughs) You have those extra hours available to you that's I don't have that really because I have actual <laughs> appointments that I have to keep. But yeah, no, I, yeah. I feel like it's definitely for me better. I don't have to drive anywhere. And normally I drive an hour to work. So my commute is an hour. I don't have an hour there and then an hour back. So it's like I don't have to deal with that. I don't have to deal with traffic. I don't have to deal with tolls and, you know, gas and all those extra things. And, you know, there's a lot of in between you know things that happen that you're just like uh whereas now you don't have to worry about that you just literally only have to worry about the work and i could sell my car at this rate like i i could order food here when i want to get something special otherwise you know i can order my groceries and just eat here who needs a car yeah, right let's get rid of this i don't need this that expense. carbon footprint monster exactly let's get it out of here we i don't need say... any uh car insurance i should cancel my car insurance for the next two <laughs> right months right now <laughs> that is true like a lot of people are wondering about canceling things because they're not utilizing them like the gym memberships or like oh yeah um what else was it there was a couple which would suck for gyms that probably (laughs) yeah i don't know but i will say and i don't again i don't know if this is going to be offensive or not or like the wrong thing to do because i don't really think that it is but i've heard some slack about this online so I'm sure they'll... On Slack? Yeah. <laughs> but having your groceries delivered, okay? I, I've never done that before in my life until this happened because I was just so busy with work. I couldn't leave the house to go get groceries, but we were running low. 
And I kept putting it off, kept putting it off until we basically had nothing left. And Mm -hmm. I was like, look, I can't, I won't have time tomorrow to go. And um, it's too late now to even go. So it was like one in the, no, it was like one in the morning. And I went on to Publix. It's our grocery store nearby. Local grocery store? Yeah. Orlando native? Yeah. Uh, I went on to there and they're like, Sorry, hey, we're, we'll deliver your groceries. Okay. I've heard this rumor out there, but I've, I've never, um, what's the word, investigated this incredible service before, but I will tell you Wild. right now, I ordered my groceries online and now there wasn't everything available because of the situation. A lot of things are out of stock. Um, so a lot of things didn't, you know, it got canceled or were replaced with something else, which is fine. But holy moly, holy moly, I will never go to the grocery store again. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs it? I absolutely sell that car. Hate. Sell it. I hate it. I hate grocery shopping. It's one of the least it's one of the things I hate the most, basically. I hate the fact that I've probably talked about this on here before. I don't know, but I hate the fact that you have to drive there, park, get out get your grocery cart, put everything in the cart, take it out of the cart, put it on the th- on the conveyor belt thing, check it through, then take it off of that, put it back in your cart, put it out of the cart into your car, take it out of your cart into the house. It's a nightmare and I hate it. Oh, and then put it all into your... I, if if I could pay the guy to come in and actually sort like my fridge for it? me, oh. I would I would pay that extra <laughs> fee, whatever it would be. Uh, that part I don't mind. That's that's actually kind of nice is like sorting everything to get it perfectly in place. I'm good with that. But the actual grocery shopping part, hate it. So... Yeah, I I'm shocked that I've never done this before and I feel guilty about it because um I just feel guilty. I feel lazy and guilty about it. But I will say How do you well, how is this controversial? I don't understand. Well, okay, so some people are saying you're forcing people to um go to the grocery store and get your groceries for you and I'm like, but that's That's minimizing contact. Hey, yeah, it's minimizing contact. These and the people who delivered my groceries were kids they're like 16 or 17 years old they need a job they want to do the job they need the money you could tip them you know um and so you know i feel like i'm i mean how is that any different than like forcing your grocer to you know bag your groceries for you during this pandemic true like i, I yeah. don't understand i don't know i i just i was reading i forget where i read it but they're like i can't you know they were basically dissing people who are utilizing um the grocery service i think part of it too is that it should be reserved for people who literally physically can't go to the grocery store rather than taking oh i don't think there's any shortage here yeah i mean maybe i've never like gone to order my groceries like sorry too many other people are ordering their groceries like i mean maybe they'll give me a later wait time but it's not like i'm not gonna get my groceries yeah i mean they didn't have anything so who's losing out yeah so i feel like everybody's getting paid and money and everybody's getting their groceries i don't know but all i'm saying is i may oh my god this is molding the economy perfectly to my (laughs) and it wasn't even that much more it wasn't that much expensive i mean i paid extra for the tip which i felt I tipped higher than normal because I was like, oh, I feel bad that they're having to do this during a, and it's, I don't know, it's yeah. extra stress or whatever. So for that, but on a normal date, like every day, it really wouldn't be that Why much not? more. And it's 100% worth it to me to alleviate Definitely. the stress of having to go grocery shopping. I almost this don't want to promote things- this because I'm like, please don't become so, I don't want everybody to do it. 
not that anybody's going to listen to me. I mean, come on. I probably have like two, two listeners, but you know what I mean? Like. Wait, you don't want everybody to uh, <laughs> suddenly start using the service and make it the primary way that people get their groceries? No, I mean, it'd be nice, but I just don't want to um, not have it. I think more intention could only make it more. That's true. You know, That's true. Well-funded and better. Very true. Yeah. But I was very happy with the whole experience. You know, they got everything, almost everything. I mean, I had like, I think like five or six things that weren't available, but, and they picked out really nice things. I don't know. I was happy. Yeah, they do a good job. They did. You know what? I mean, they're professional shopper. How many times have you been in the produce section and you're like, I don't know, like, how do I tell if this avocado is (laughs) ripe? You know, who's going to know? The guy that picks out 90 avocados a day. That's true. That is true. I'm, I, I'm just saying, bonus to the quarantine times. That's probably, again... This is horrible. I can't believe you. I know. Is it even called quarantine? Because I heard a lot of people have been like dissing that term too and saying it's not a quarantine. Well, that kind of implies it's like forced upon you, I guess. So I don't know. It's like a shutdown or like a self-quarantine, optional quarantine. Well, kind of is forced, isn't it? In a way. Well, there's curfews, but technically you can like theoretically in a quarantine like you wouldn't even be able to, like people in masks and suits would come like deliver you your food so that you you know like oh right right this would be like they would tent your house or something all right all right well um so have you is there anything that you miss that you can't do now that you could have done before no it's perfect this is the universe <laughs> i want to live in i know it's great too. i will say the other day that um I was kind of missing uh, the ability to just go to like a coffee shop or something and like set up my computer. And because like now that I'm working remotely, it's kind of like it'd be nice to just like just get out of the house for like a minute, like not like to go see anybody, but just to like sit in a nicely lit coffee shop and drink my cup of joe. Right. But everything's all shut down. It's true. And this is a and it is oh go ahead it is sad that like so many businesses are struggling and stuff oh, yeah. like a lot of businesses that I really like and would you know support regularly I see now that they're either just permanently closing for the duration of this or whatever because they're just not getting significant business and it's rough times yeah true that is true it is sad for that and I mean my um my boyfriend's company had to close I don't know if I doubt that I said that last time because it it's been. We haven't been talking about it since then. But yeah, he closed down. Um, He was laid off, but it's temporary. I mean, they're going to try to restart after this. But of course, even after it's all said and done, when they start back up, they have to rebuild a lot of the business because, you know, they have to go out and find clients again. And they don't have that momentum going where they already have clients in the works. They already have, you know. Can't they tell their clients that they're just like, you know pause until the end of this quarantine yeah they've tried and and a lot of them have been very kind and nice about it but they're surprisingly in his industry which i don't know a lot of them are very uh i want it done now and i don't care about this covid situation and they're very upset that they closed but you know it is what it is right yeah i'm shocked at a lot like shocked about how many people are still you know against the whole thing i guess um but i I mean i understand from a business standpoint you want to maintain a business and it's hard as a business to change things and shut down and stuff but as the regular people that are just stuck at home and then they they don't want to be stuck at home so they just go about their regular their regular lives 
I don't know. I used to live in the villages, which is uh, basically a retirement community right. uh, here in Florida. And um, yeah, I still have some friends up there. And they're basically, I'm just hearing a lot of like, they're basically like here. It's almost like it's not happening. Like you almost <laughs> like, they're almost like ignoring that it exists. Like, I, I think like their mayor said that like golf uh, counted as a like necessary activity that you could go out and do. Oh my gosh. That's funny. I will say that I, I, it is. It does have seem to be, and I, I'm generalizing here, obviously, but it does seem to be more of the older elderly uh, population that I'm seeing doing this, and I'm like, but you're the highest risk. Like, yeah. what is happening? <laughs> but they've probably, you know, they've lived their life, and they're like, I'm not spending any more of my life not doing what I love to do. So. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. So what are you doing? What are some things you're doing to uh, not get through this, but to make it fun or normal? Or do you have a- Um, I mean, I- I've just gone back to being in college, basically. <laughs> yeah. I'm just at home. I, you know, order food. I, you know, watch Netflix binge shows online. And All right. Then at a certain time, I have to get work done and I go to my computer. Have you got any good show recommendations? Um, now we've just been rewatching classics. Uh, we just watched all the way through Gilmore Girls. So there you go. Awesome. That 70 shows uh, been up there. Lervin was just starting my girlfriend, uh, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, yes. So yeah. that's, uh, that's one that's got like 10,000 seasons, right? A lot. So, it's a lot. Go. I gave up at some point along the way because there were just so many. Yeah. I've seen some some crazy segments when I look over. I'm not really watching, but. I don't know how they get themselves into so many hijinks, or <laughs> rather, also their patients get themselves into so many crazy hijinks. True. Yeah, there, I've but, noticed there's know. been a surge of, at least when I wa- when I look up on Netflix and stuff, uh, the top viewed shows and whatever. A lot of it is like pandemics and um, like the end of the world. Oh yeah, stuff. misery loves company. <laughs> yeah, it almost makes people panic more after they see something like that. I would think, but. We should watch Quarantine after this. Right. I've never seen that. But I did um, see, when was the last like show like that that I watched? Let me think, because it was actually not so bad. Um, but it was in another, it was a, it was made in another country. So I remember. Parasite? No. It was, um, it was dubbed over in English. Parasite? But it was another language. Parasite? <laughs> no. It was one where... Oh, Rain. That's what it was, Rain. Where... Rain. Yeah. Uh, so they're, you know, they're living their lives. It starts raining, and the rain is either toxic or something, and so it wipes out, like, almost everybody, anybody who is outside in the rain, basically. And... Is this, like, the mist? Uh, maybe. I never saw the mist, I don't think. Anyways, go on. But, yeah, it's probably similar. Where it's like, um, let me see if I can get you a synopsis. Hang on. You love mysteries, right? Yes. I don't know if I've ever talked about this show with you. It's wonderful. But if you're willing to watch foreign uh, content. Oh, yeah. Most uh, of what I watch is foreign, which is weird. uh, Can I interest you in a show called Dark? Dark. Maybe I've seen it. Hold on. Netflix promotes like crazy. Don't look it up. Oh, why? you, sh- you should go in blind. Like I said, it's, but I might it's a very like, mysterious show. Well, I mean, you'll know it when you look it up on Netflix or whatever. All right. 
Yeah, I'll look into it's, it. Uh, you'll, you, I mean, you'd probably remember it because it's all in German. So Okay. But is it dubbed over or do I have to read the subtitles? You can put on dubbed, but I found it really All right. Yeah, that's fine. I, I don't mind either way. It's just I have to, you know, you have to change your lifestyle depending on what it is because with something that's dubbed right. over, you can multitask. <laughs> with something that's not, you're in it for the whole, for the long game. So I would say that it's a this is kind of a this shows a little bit of a head scratcher. I might not uh pull your eyes away or you'll be real confused real quick. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I can handle that. Good cuz I need a new show to watch. I mean like something to watch. I usually watch a show or like TV quote unquote for, you know, while I'm eating dinner usually and then maybe 30 minutes after. So I usually watch it for an hour a night before I do my other things that I do for the night. Very cool. Yeah, that yeah, you need a good like. Yeah, we always uh, we found that we you generally have two shows going at a time. One that's like, well, Lervin, you'll usually have a third one, even like Grey's Anatomy that I'm not <laughs> yeah. even watching. But we'll usually have two shows that we watch together, and one's going to be your, you know, we sit down with dinner or whatever, and we watch it. But then there's like the background show, right? That's just like, oh, it's like The Office or something we've already seen, yeah, something that doesn't really have a plot that's needs paying attention to and it's just kind of there when we're folding laundry or something and we're not really you know yeah mike does that he likes to have background tv going i um i don't so (laughs) (laughs) i feel like they should make a they should make like uh a section in netflix that's like good background shows it's basically like they'll be like this has a stupid plot let's put this over here right the reason i don't like having a background tv noise for example, and music. Mm-hmm. Here's another. Okay. I did, and I'll ask you this question too, but I did this post. You know how there's all these posts that people are putting up now that they're um, in at home all day. I don't know. I don't do any of them usually, but I did do this one. And it was oh, yeah. one where it was, you're put up 10 unpopular opinions of, you know, things that you don't like that other people like. And then five pop five things that you do like that you think other people don't like so but anyways one of the things on my list of things that i don't like that most people like is that is having background tv noise and background music noise and just because here's i think the main reason why is because i cannot focus on i'm very and i don't want to use the word add on a derogatory way but it's very, if there's other noises going on. You're very self-conscious about your PC level. Today. I know. I don't know why. <laughs> All I am is unpopular opinions. So I you're, don't know You're why. like, I have ADD. I well oh, I'm it. so sorry if I've offended anybody. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, I want to be nice and thoughtful. But anyways, yeah, I just, I don't like it because I can't focus on anything when that's in the background i just i'm not a good multitasker so i i'm either gonna watch it or i'm not gonna watch it so i i will say like oh uh, doing getting in a habit of like i need something on the background like or like i almost i feel like i'm almost like wasting time if like i could be watching something and doing something else at the same time and i'm like oh i'm only doing one thing i'm not doing i could be doing two things 
just one of them is entertainment relaxing while the other one is stressful work right okay <laughs> and it's like sometimes that's good because it kind of like they kind of neutralize each other but then other times it's like well then i'm not really like getting 100 percent on either right right it's like i'm not really enjoying what i'm watching because i'm like associating with work or like stress and like or i'm not really like following the plot otherwise like at work i'm you know spending a long, long time just looking at the same thing or something because i'm like am i really reading this sentence or am i <laughs> right. listening to this plot in the background it's like you, uh-huh. know, you get caught in these loops where like almost nothing's being accomplished nothing even though 100%. you're trying to accomplish two things yeah and i think they've actually shown that like with any multitasking you can't get you know even people who say that they're good at it, it it's never the quality is never as good as if they were just doing that you know one thing or whatever but there are people who can one like are really see mike has to have at least two things going at one time he cannot have more or he cannot just do one thing at a time whereas i'm the complete opposite where you know like i have to only be doing pretty much one thing at a time i mean i can fold laundry while i watch tv or i can listen to a podcast while i'm driving or um going on for a walk or something but if i'm actually trying to do a task that utilizes my brain in some way i cannot have multiple things going at all so i think that's part of like why and also i just don't like noise <laughs> so like my i just don't i could sit in silence and be perfectly okay with that so you know we'll put noise in the same box with chocolate yep that's another unpopular opinion yep, yep. that's for sure i mean you, you know not forever i do like some noise but i don't know and candy in your trail mix and yeah can't handle that either so um the, oh and moist here's another groundbreaking topic that nobody is talking about that we can announce on this podcast obviously oh exciting i know i just cannot believe nobody is talking about this but have you seen tiger king <laughs> <laughs> no what it, i don't understand <laughs> you know actually i think i saw an episode of that on netflix you know one episode huh but just one yeah well actually yeah kind of somebody else was watching it um and i was there so i never ended up finishing it but i watched like the first couple episodes and i gotta admit it was pretty engaging like what a freaking lunatic wow yeah um (laughs) it's it's a wild it's a wild ride it's a wild ride highly recommend that show but um what was i gonna say about that just oh i was just saying that was probably the last like show show that i've watched but um the funny thing about that is i didn't watch it this was before and this is going to sound really like oh i I watched it before everybody else but generally or genuinely i when i watched it it wasn't a big hype thing it was like oh we saw it on netflix and was thinking we know that guy because mike and i actually watched a documentary with him in it years ago it was probably like 10 years ago or something crazy and so that's why we watched it originally was because we we knew him from another documentary that we watched with a guy who does documentaries called louis theroux which i'm sure i've talked about before because he is probably one of my favorite documentarians ever so Mm -hmm. uh, but he did a documentary about um basically exotic animals and like people who own exotic animals and he was one of the people but he focused on him a lot in the documentary so you know we got to know him a lot and so it was just funny because we were i was like what's this tiger king why are they showing this guy that we knew from 
you know, Joe Exotic from this other documentary. And so that's why we started watching it. And we were like, oh, my God. And then halfway through, we realized it was blowing up and everybody was kind of getting excited. And of course, because it was insane and just he wasn't. How does it feel to be on the cutting edge of me? I know, right? But he was nothing like that in the other documentary. I mean, I wouldn't say nothing, but he was definitely like. his crazy level has gone way up (laughs) his crazy level was pretty low he was still crazy he was definitely a character he was definitely unique but definitely not as but but i guess like tiger king in and of itself that documentary isn't again it was it's not just him oh my gosh have you seen the press conference where one of the um one of the reporters who asks questions asked trump if he was going to pardon him <laughs> what the yeah. and trump was like i'll look into it <laughs> <laughs> wow i know that's Great. how big it's gotten <laughs> that's what we need he's like i haven't seen the show but um tell me about it do you think he should be pardoned <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's like well i can't say one way or another but it was that was pretty funny but um that would be wild if he actually did like how crazy would that be the, I heard that he was he like got out because of something. Well, he got coronavirus. I know that, and he was taken to really? the hospital. That was like three or four weeks ago, though. Wow. So he's probably That's either dead wild. or he's fine. I'm sure that if he was dead, <laughs> we would have heard about it. He's either dead or he's fine. <laughs> One or the other. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we were joking around the other day that he it almost like reminds you of like a mission giver from the gta universe it's almost like this crazy like larger than life human being that like has guns and like big cats and is like yeah oh yeah <laughs> at first i had just no like idea a... what you were talking about i'm like is this english but now i get it yeah <laughs> it's pretty wild he's like real life yeah Man, the memes are strong right now. There's a lot of memeing going on because, like, I feel like it is the extroverts being at home and having nothing to do. Like, I keep seeing videos that people are making, like, in quarantine where they're like, day 16 of quarantine, I'm going absolutely bonkers. Yeah. I'm like, meanwhile, I'm sitting here like, it almost just feels like a normal before day. I got this I job. know. Like, I <laughs> feel the same way when I see stuff like that. I think, what the heck? How do you know how? Like, I'm spending my days so stressed out. I'm usually working way longer than normal. And I have zero time for like downtime, fun time that I'm like so jealous of it. I'm like, I wish that I had this problem where on day 12 of quarantine, I was bored and didn't know what to do. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? But it's kind of fun. I've, I don't know. I know you're not like a TikToker and there's probably, this is another unpopular opinion. Because everybody seems to hate on TikTok, okay? But you know that they love it because there's so many people on it. And I'm not just talking millennials. I'm talking about there's all the older populations on it. There's, you know, middle-aged people on it. There's tons of people on it. And I am digging. And more importantly, there's so many devices that that app is on. Go on. Yeah, there you go. But here's the thing. I need you guys to give TikTok a chance because... It is very entertaining during this time because there's so many people who are home and bored and just getting so creative and they're putting it on TikTok and I'm just saying you're missing out. But here's the downturn downside to it is it's like Vine, you know, how there's like short clips, like short little videos yeah. or whatever. But they, as soon as one clip's over, it'll start playing the next clip. And so you get in this, um, what do you call it? Like, 
vortex of just constantly like you basically can't look away because then something you know I've told you this about um there was a a YouTube stream that went on it's called daily dose of internet and he plays clips and some people clip them all together and it's like an like multiple hours of just clip after clip after clip of all these like things that happen on the internet over the week or whatever yeah very similar to that it's addicting if you start it's very hard to stop because it just keeps playing the next video the next video and the next video and they're all just they're short enough that your attention that it retains your attention and then it's like captured by the algorithm yeah it's like crazy because as like as soon as you think you're bored of something it plays another clip that's super like that catches your interest again so you basically have to force yourself to just say okay set a timer okay that's a that's a pro tip set a 10 minute timer (laughs) (laughs) when the timer goes off turn it off it's like uh inception yeah it's so crazy (laughs) you got to have a you got to have a kick to wake you up yeah that's it so it's fun but it comes with a warning um but yes there are a lot of those videos is what i was getting at a lot of those um i'm bored and i'm in the house bored <laughs> <laughs> so now we got all these memes yes the meme is strong yeah it is uh but that's i basically only i've only been on tiktok and instagram uh this entire time and barely i think i'm on social media less now than i was before this whole thing you're on social media less right yeah Yeah, because now it's like perfect it's finally you can like recede from the world and nobody will bat an eye that's true you could just totally disappear and nobody would even know it's so beautiful (laughs) i love it but uh you said your girlfriend's struggling a little bit with socializing yeah she's like a you know there's a spectrum yeah she's like right she's like right in the middle between introvert and extrovert okay she's got her extroverted tendencies got it yeah either that or she's like a reformed extrovert that sits on the couch with me all day <laughs> but the idea of not being able to do anything is a little upsetting to yeah. her yeah and that's what i've heard from some people that it's you know when normally they're they're cool and they're they're fine they're like homebodies and i love being home but being forced to stay home drives them mad and they just want to leave and go out even though at a normal life situation they would be perfectly fine with it i don't know right but anyways what can you do yeah what can you do um so can you think of any unpopular opinions you have unpopular opinions yeah something that you don't like that others do like text messaging is dead (laughs) this is a this is an ancient technology we're being we're being tied to it we're tethered to this albatross that's being Tossed into the <laughs> deepest parts of the Mariana Trish Brent. by Apple, and we're oh all having gosh. to. I'm sorry, people. Be on this. <laughs> take it down. Take it down. We've we've talked about this. You've <laughs> vented about this. The world knows how you feel. <laughs> Texting is no, not. We only have two viewers. Dead. What do you it's mean? It's not dead. We've we've we texted today. What? Are you just are you just talking about all the billions of people using texting? Uh, uh, sh- nonsense. <laughs> They need to cut it out. Ugh. They need to admit to themselves the truth that I know. Texting is dead. You know, I actually yes. I actually talked to somebody today who owns an iPhone that, and maybe, I mean, you guys have Google Duo, but are, is that the only like FaceTime app that you have? Is that the same kind of equivalent, I guess? <laughs> Face, the only FaceTime app. Do you know what I mean? Like the- it's 
What do you do to FaceTime um, people? I mean, previously, Google developed Hangouts for that purpose. Oh, Hangouts. But then you also have Google Duo, and then they have all of the regular ones. You can just download, like, Skype and, you know, Teams and whatever else. Right. <clears throat> that being said, what I use to video call people is nothing. <laughs> you don't use it at all. video calling is stupid. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not a big fan of it either, but... Um, I've no see unpopular opinions right there you left. go I mean I'm not a big fan of it I don't like it but I have to do it now for work so that's it is what it is but even before that you know multiple people have called me and wanted a video chat and I'm like all right I'll do it but this person that I'm talking about has had an iPhone for as long as I've known them which is a pretty long time never once have they ever used FaceTime which to me sounds a little strange but I had to figure out how to use Google Duo to show mom because she's like, how do I FaceTime? And I'm like, you have an Android mom. <laughs> and she was like, Aww. well, how do I like FaceTime? And I was like, I'm pretty sure I've read somewhere that Google Duo does this. And I've had it. It comes like on the phone already, like pre-installed. Yeah. I've just never opened it. because I have used that too with, with Android users where I need to do the video calling and it actually works pretty good. Um. I just see that's that's the thing about Android. Our app works on your phone. Believe that. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is true. How do they do I it? I don't know. It's if only Apple could figure it out. True. That is true. But I will say that FaceTime is a superior uh, <laughs> face. Hot hot sauce. It is. Pour some hot sauce on yeah, there. Yeah, it's it's definitely better than How's Google that? Duo. But they both work for what? Just the quality. The quality and. Um, the interface is nice and you there's more like silly options you know like you can do the green screen and the faces and the all of that oh, like snapchat yeah so it's fun with kids but it's not necessary so you know it's the functionality is is the same i feel like facetime is basically for kids Excuse i almost feel like me? like me no i'm kidding <laughs> i'm just saying like the only reason i would i feel like ever facetime would be for kids, yeah. No, I... Would be to communicate with somebody that's, like, doesn't, like, respond well without visual stimulus. Like, either a young person or an old person <laughs> is basically that range. Yeah, yeah. I can see it. That's why it's so popular between grandparents and grandkids. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> both both demographics on either end of the exactly. line. Uh, there you go. Yep. So, even though we don't have a problem with having needing to find things to do do you have any recommendations for our listeners of things they can do while they're in this new um situation play video games what video games are you playing what do you what, do you, what else are you guys doing uh i just recently bought uh, a subscription at geforce now just so i could uh it's kind of funny because now i don't really need it but it's nice to have that uh you can stream games from like a high-end computer so you could play like even games that you wouldn't be able to play on your local machine like if you don't have a fancy gaming computer you can still play some hot titles um there's a controversy about the library of it and stuff and a bunch of developers and stuff are pulling out but that's beside the point um (laughs) but it's really cool service and i've been playing far cry 5 on it far cry um yeah, just because I can, you know, play it at like really high settings and get a really nice experience. You've played um, that, that a long being said, time, though. But you played it on Xbox, is that right? Well, yeah, there is a. I mean, uh, there's been 
obviously there's Far Cry 5, so there's been like five of them before this. Um, and actually more than that if you count like Primal and the other offshoots. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty cool game. Like a lot of Ubisoft games, that's the developer that develops that uh-huh. game. They have a very formulaic approach to a lot of their games and that like there will be several ideas of activities and then like a general idea on how you progress through the game. And it's nice because you, you never have to worry about the game changing too much. Like I've been in some games that the gameplay shifted part of, part of the way through the game and I just wasn't as into the like new way of playing. The yeah. Game. I was like, oh, I was drawn in and now it's like, oh, it's different. Yeah. <laughs> I have that problem with books sometimes. Whereas like if I'm reading yeah. a book and then the, the next book in the series, I'm like not into it all. It sucks yeah <laughs> especially if they do like a big like thematic change or yeah. something so i i would rate ubisoft on high on the level of you know what you get right, right. like, <laughs> like it, it's a very expected it's almost like uh that area they should put in netflix for uh you know content you can have in the background you can't really have a video game in the background but this is a nice game to just be like i know what to expect i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna progress and you know it's gonna tell me a little story and i, just, I know how to do right. it. right okay well is GeForce like Steam, but it's like a different kind of video game downloads? What is that? So this is what I love about this situation. So <clears throat> the competitor to GeForce now, I guess, is not Steam. It's something called Google Stadia. Um, and this is another uh, cloud stream gaming is becoming like, uh, this is like a newly developing way to consume games. And um, Google Stadia is Google's take on it. And obviously they're a big company and they have a lot of resources and especially with like streaming stuff. Um, So, you know, a lot of people were excited for that service. One reason I never really got into the idea of it was because they're starting a whole new platform that you have to buy into for like no reason. Like you're basically like if I own a copy of talking about uh ubisoft so let's say far cry 5 if i own a copy of far cry 5 i have to buy it again to play it on stadia yeah and then i can only play that copy of it on stadia and it makes no sense because it it's not like i understand why i have to buy a different copy if i'm playing on like xbox because the developers had to like make another game that works on with different hardware and works in a different place right there's no reason that it's the exact same the exact same game that google stadia is streaming to me is the same game i already own if i own far cry they're playing the pc version of the game they're just streaming it via video rather than like you know the one i own right so the the nice thing about this is that i can stream GeForce Now goes off of the games that you already own. It uses your own licenses. Oh. So you can just, as soon as you pay, start paying for the service, it's just like with Steam, what you do is you download, install the game on your local machine and start playing it. Um, with GeForce Now, you literally like from the moment that you uh, pay for it, you can just click on any game that you own. There's no install time. There's nothing. You can even be on your Android phone because it's not actually running off of your hardware. I've since played it on my phone, just like laying in bed. It's awesome. Oh, nice. Um, And it just, it literally just streams. It streams a very low latency video of it basically running on their servers. They're very high end servers because NVIDIA makes uh, graphics cards, basically the graphics cards that all gaming computers use almost. And they're just really nice high-end hardware that they run the game at basically as high as settings as you can stream over video and stream it to you. Okay. So, I mean, you're getting, like, the benefit of being able to use, like, a high-end computer and, um, you know, have that really nice experience 
but just you can have it on your cell phone like you can stream it right to your phone and that's actually kind of the crux about why there's so much controversy is that a lot of developers are worried now because a big way that they get revenue is by like doing ports and stuff so like they make one game and then they can make if that game becomes really popular they can like kind of dip into it a couple more times by saying like well if it's a simple enough game we might be able to like design a android app like that like an android port of the game like we can make a, a mobile version like PUBG did that they like became this really popular game it was like a worldwide phenomenon for a while there and they like paid a basically a company to port it over to android and then it was like the full game but on android it's crazy oh that's interesting um Um, yeah so yeah but then now like geforce now will basically eliminate that like you can just now take the copy of of pubg that you already own and just stream it to your phone and then you don't need that port you don't need to buy it again through like that company blue hole i think it was yeah i mean that would seem ridiculous that you wouldn't be able to to access it you know from anywhere yeah yeah so yeah i mean like if i own the game then i like i can already build something i could like technologically savvy enough i can build something that will stream my what's happening on my own computer to my phone so i can actually already do this there's uh things like uh parsec and uh trinus and um uh limelight streaming i think are all apps that already allow you to do this with your own hardware but instead, this is just using a way more powerful hardware in like a data center somewhere. Huh. And, you know, you don't have to worry about your computer being able to handle it. You don't have to worry about like making your uh, Internet connection as fast as possible. You know, right. there's a data center that's worrying about that's a, that is helpful. Um, yeah. But the weird thing is, is like still despite that, like N- NVIDIA is actually allowing they're still going off of this system which a lot of people are saying like why do you even ask people like why do you even ask publishers if they're okay with it i think it's mostly because they don't want to piss them off (laughs) but really theoretically they don't they shouldn't even have to in my opinion ask them permission to run those games because i'm the one that's really running the game and i already have permission to run the game on a computer (laughs) so why do they have to ask a developer if they can run it on their computer but on my behalf like it doesn't really make any sense i don't know so yeah it's kind of this thing where a lot of developers are pulling out now because i guess they kind of like without telling the developers like switch to their paid model like they got a bunch of people in on the beta and then now they switch to paid and i guess a lot of the developers that they got like in on it like they weren't really i guess paying them enough that they felt like it was worth it to be like a part of their ecosystem and so a bunch of developers have been pulling out and pulling their games off the platform and stuff, Uh-oh. which is kind of like, I don't even understand why they're allowed to do that. There's actually another streaming service out there that's not, it's not available in Florida right now, really, but it's called Shadowplay and they don't even ask permission. Like pretty much you can load anything. It's essentially a virtual machine, which is already actually a service that's popular for like doing work and stuff that you basically just get a virtual access to a server computer somewhere and you can go in and install whatever games you want on there. So, yeah, and if yeah. they if the developers remove the games and somebody's already got the game, do they no longer have the game? Like if somebody no, like you you still have the license through like Steam or wherever, oh, and you okay. can go download it on your own computer. But it's just that you don't you never buy any games through Nvidia, like no, the right, GeForce right. Now no. library. Okay. It's just that you go buy it on you, you. They even allow you to play it from like uh, if you bought it from like their stores like if you bought it like if i bought a game directly from ubisoft on their Uplay play platform got it i could even play it play it from there 
because it's really untethered and just like it's a computer somewhere so it runs anything a computer could run and i don't understand personally why it requires any special permission from anybody because that's all it is it's just a computer they're literally just streaming me a virtual monitor of that computer right that i've paid for access to huh all right so far cry is your game of choice for now um mike has downloaded and you might appreciate this but he downloaded the new halo for pc which i guess came out this year right yeah they and they've been dropping uh very sudden improvements to it it's cool yeah he played that for a while and then now he's on to nes or nes games for pc so they're old nintendo games that you know like retro games that um that have been adapted, yeah. I guess, so that he could play them on the PC. So he's at, there's tons of games that he never played as a kid that now he's getting to play. Rediscover, yeah, like he's learning, for discovering the first time. for the first time. So he's actually starting to think about doing a stream on Twitch by playing with playing with those NES games. Hey, cool! And he's got all this I know, time. Now. And I'm like, go for it! And he actually tested it a couple of times. I was impressed. So he's just kind of dabbling right now, but I really hope that he. I think he'd have fun. Yeah, this is a great time to start a venture like that. So. Oh, John Krasinski did. You see that? On Twitch? No, he just, uh, he started a show. Oh, yeah, I did see that. From home or whatever. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was neat. It's for kids though, right? Um, I don't know if it was for kids. I mean, I guess kids could watch it because it's just like a feel-good news channel. But it it feels very like Sunday or Monday morning news, I guess. Oh, (laughs) I only watched one episode like when it first came out, but I haven't seen. He's got a couple more up, I think. Yeah, I haven't really watched through it either. Just seen like one episode. Yeah, that's cute though. I like the idea. There's a a girl I follow on Instagram who owns a newspaper, and it's called the Happy Newspaper, and it's all just happy stories. It's like a newspaper with happy stories. Which Ooh, she should sue John, John Krasinski because <laughs> neither of them could report about it. Well, she's in the too, UK and he's m- in the United States, so maybe there's some, you know. Ah, yes, there you go. But um, also, what else have I been doing? Oh, wait, what time is it? Let me see. Oh, yeah. So he's live right now, but it's okay. I don't, I don't need to watch it. But lately I've been watching. Well, let me go back to the games. So I've been playing... Um, well, I was going to say with your situation, I did something similar where I downloaded a Nancy Drew game and I was only able to play it if I was connected to their server or whatever. And I didn't like that. I wanted to be able to play it wherever. So I stopped playing it. Um, but I got Sherlock Holmes, one of their, uh, a bunch of his games, his games, like it's our Sherlock's games, but you know, Sherlock games. And I've been playing that lately really enjoying it so i play it for like a half an hour before i go to bed and read my book so it's the thing i do before and it's been really fun i mean i never play video games and for some reason i like this one so highly recommend really yeah i really highly recommend it so far it's been because i love puzzle games and um like detective games and figuring things out so it definitely what's the word tantalizes my brain but that's not the word I was looking for. I'm looking for something else. It definitely satiates my curiosity. No, that wasn't it either. Um, I'll think of it. <laughs> it uh, sat. Excites your interest. There you go. It, it, that explains enough, I guess. But So that's my video game. That's the, on- Very cool. that's the only uh, topical 
connection that I got with you there. So what a great time to dig in. I know. Um, anyways, it's been an hour and 33 minutes. It's been an hour and 30 minutes. What are you Bye. Do? Get, get lost. We'll see you next. Get lost. Get, get out of here. here. Get, we'll see you next time. Get out of here. Oh, gosh. Why do you even listen to us? Say cheerio, not goodbye. Remember our old tune. Be back soon. I love you. Bye-bye.